Hello, uh, and welcome to uh, this episode of Train Journal. A full disclosure, this was recorded. Um, I'm currently converting and re-going through the transcripts to convert them to uh, Spotify, to Anchor. Um, so I'm going through the transcripts, re-recording them. So full disclosure, this episode was originally recorded on April 2nd, 2022. So 19 days before. Um, and so uh, today we're going to be talking about risk. And of course, risk is a complex word. It's only four letters, only one syllable, yet it is an incredibly complex word. And certainly from those four words, four letters, excuse me, everybody has their own colloquial, everyday existence of what their conception of risk is. A firefighter has a different conception of risk than than a school teacher. And an actuary has a different uh, conception of risk than I do. And certainly there's a Warren Buffett joke of, he looks at the actuarial table and says, well, the four-year-old doesn't die that has the lowest, uh, chance of death. So let me have the diet of a four-year-old, you know, or, or the 10-year-old, excuse me, or whatever. It's that joke. Right. So I think, and so the implication of that right, is like, there's like automatic implicit assumptions when it comes to risk, when we hear the word risk, uh, but and so on April second, I got to, or around that time, I got to hear, got to listen to Howard Marks. I think his conception and definition of risk is a very interesting one. Um, I think ultimately his definition of risk forces us to be humble in how, and certainly the outcomes, because certainly there is only certainly when it comes to to finance and investing and returns, there's only one number. You don't get, you don't get a eight percent. If talk about aggregate portfolio, you don't get an eight percent return and a negative ten percent return simultaneously. That you get eight or negative ten. You get one outcome, one one quantifiable number. It's not a, you know. So it's and so from the right, like if if you it's just like roll the dice, heads tails, heads uh, positive return, tails negative. Just keep on rinsing and repeating and. Dicing and moving, like you will, like of course, probability is very low, but just the conception, right? Like the mm-hmm. odds, it's possible to, to be right yet be wrong, if, uh, in that sense. And so, in that sense, being humble about why, about how we can be lucky when we are lucky, and how we should always, you know, monitor risk, monitor our downside, and just recognize that uh, things can always work out differently. So, to be ever learning in that sense, and to recognize that there is no binary process. Uh, that guarantees success, that guarantees protection, that it's always a, everything is, the world, well, everything is changing. And so because it's inherently complex. And, uh, of course, Howard Marx's memos, right, and he touches on his chest, his risk, his adjusted risk return uh, graph, where instead of just a, the standard graph, just like a linear line up, uh, uh, it's a positive slope, a linear positive slope line is like the general conception. Whereas in, in actuality, it has the his risk return continuum. It has the positive sloping line, but on going vertically it has like a another uh, kind of like a distribution, and that shows like the, as your risk increases, the range of outcomes increases. The range of outcome potential outcomes increase the more risk you take on. Because all risk is saying is that, and, and Howard Marks, is, and I, I, I think and most people agree with this. Again, multiple definitions to risk, but in this sense, if risk is just the odds that something else can happen, that more things can happen, 
And of course, by implication, when more things can happen, of course, more good things can happen, i.e. the risk for return, more risk, more return, because more good things can happen. But at the same time, just as implicitly, that means more bad things can happen reflexively. All right, so if there's something goes zero risk, nothing can go wrong. If there's slight risk, uh, something can go wrong. If there's a lot of risk, a lot of things can go wrong. Uh, and so, and, and the point of that is to say that when you, if you look at the very simple, the, the standard composition of the the risk return line of just a positive slope, it makes it seem like there's like an inherent, like natural law that risk equals return, but that's not true. Yeah, if if you toss a hundred dollars into the air or just bury it in the ground, um, you know, take out more risk, but that doesn't mean you're getting a return, right? So it's it's not a binary function. It's 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 something that, and, and so in essence, like when it comes to more speculative assets, then it's not like a binary yes, no. It's it's much more complex. And again, to the point of like being introspective, being humble, being reflex, uh, reflective. It's, it's not a yes, no. And so again, to the idea that I mentioned, or that he mentioned ultimately, you can be wrong and still be right, and you can be right and still be wrong. Or you can be right, wrong, and wrong, but you never know which one it is because there's so many different factors that go into it. And so just the same way that you do an autopsy mm-hmm. report. Of course, investing isn't a scientific. It's not a, there's absolute truth in science. But it's not really absolute truth when it comes to finance or investing. And so in the sense that there's a chicken and the egg. And ultimately, that chicken and the egg game of why are you, why do you have positive outcomes? Why do you have negative outcomes? That's ultimately, and how tough it is to discern which is which and why is why it is the way it is. Um, is why it's tough to have, continue that perpetual alpha, to continue to have alpha, and to have consistent, uh, actively managed returns. And ultimately, for example, if you have a winning strategy and you stick to that strategy, uh, and you have, might have good short-term results, but in the long run, that strategy could be wrong. However, but that but you but you tailor your research processes to the wrong strategy that has had that was in certain time frame been right. And so again, right, like. And so who's to say, like, what's, it's like, uh, I forgot the name, but it's like the ship, right? Like, if, if it's completely different parts, but it's still, you know, so it's, it's kind of like, again, chicken and egg, it's, uh, it does get a bit, slightly heady if you think, if you want to take it that route. Uh, so more generally, it's very hard to be circumspect, because if you're reading a book, you're, re- like, reading, like, a 10K, if you're reading the investment thesis of a company generally, you're looking to the past to help inform your future conception. And But the thing is, the past is inherently different uh, from the future and how it's only the past and the future, of course, is it's nebulous and, and different. So I wouldn't bet against that, but at the same time, it can happen. And of course, there's always the adage that this time it's different and it's wrong to assume that always stay this way. But again, there's always a chance that things can't go wrong. And maybe it really is different this time. And of course, then it's just a game of chicken and the egg and or flipping the coin or just like reading, reading a bone. You know, again, so again, again, point of humility, like no one, no one really knows. And well, until the, until what has happened has, has come. And then we all do know, right. Or can have a thesis, can choose a, a slant that fits our conception. Uh, but you know, who's to say which is? And so I think, and so the way Howard Marks takes this consumption of risk, and it's like the margin of safety, right? And certainly being him being a credit investor, the distressed credit investor, like the margin of safety 
concept uh, ties in very nicely with that conception. But I think either way, like the margin of safety idea is, is transferable because ultimately, like, of course, risk tolerances vary, but ultimately I think everybody would want a margin of safety because I think most rational people recognize that things can go wrong. And so therefore, it's nice to have some uh, quote unquote insurance in the form of margin of safety. Uh, so if you can go functionally almost every, uh, also into the sense that if you go to any investment manager uh, from Buffett to Marks to Bridgewater to, um, they will all say that it's a lot harder to make money these days because a lot more smart people, there's information is much more accessible, a whole lot less inefficiency and arbitrage. And so I think in that sense, the only way then to generate alpha or to have differentiation is to, to be aware of one's own biases and, and those inefficiencies. So I think that digging more deeply into these conceptions of, of some of the things that are as fundamental as risk um, is a good idea to do. Uh, so I think when you hear the word that is the word risk, which is, a, of course, an interesting one, it's one that's coming from, it's ultimate. I think this conception of risk is, it's, uh, I think it's just thinking about risk and like, thinking about is a, a good thing to have in the first place. Because uh, ultimately, I think when we say risk, and like, you're just like, ah, like, you're just like, nod your head, like, yes, risk, that thing. And you and feel like you implicitly know what it is, but uh, maybe not necessarily. Uh, and so on that note, thank you for listening. Again, yeah, thank you for like uh, the re-recording. So a bit choppy. I think I did, a- I-, I added some elements to it, but thank you for listening to the re-recording. Uh, I'm currently going to work through re-recording the things that I have uh, and then from there uh, work on some new stuff I do have some new con- content new topics I want to talk about so I want to uh, work through re-recording these going to get back onto anchor uh, but certainly thank you for listening and uh, I'll knock these out